All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've started recording. Eric has just let me know. You might have just heard the song Baby Birds Don't Drink Milk by Eat Shriek Beak. No, other way around. No, it's the song is called Eating With Horses off the album Eat Shriek Beak by Baby Birds Don't Drink Milk. And that's our theme song. And we're podcast versus podcast. Podcast versus podcast. A podcast pitching show hosted by myself, Piers Ray. Also hosted by Eric Ivanovich. Hello, my name is Eric Ivanovich. And if you're joining us for the first time, here's the gist, baby. Every week. Every day of every week, except for the last two days, we take turns pitching podcast concepts back and forth. At the end of the episode, we vote on those ideas. If it's a unanimous agreement, we are going to start making that podcast. Until then, we're just uh, this is just our our diary. This is our this is our little journal. <laughs> uh, that's correct, Piers. This is how we keep track of all the good ideas we've pitched so far that you haven't voted for. I have a podcast to pitch for you. Lay it on me to pitch for you to pitch at me. To pitch at you. Well, no, to pitch you know to what? you. No, no, no. You're pitching it for me. Let's be honest. Okay. Tomorrow's my birthday. And I want to do a podcast. Oh, happy birthday. About my birthday. Well, hold on. Because oh. it's tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday. Well, hold on. Stop I already it. got you the perfect gift. What is it? It's a Make America Great Again hat. <sighs> stop it. Okay. I will. The perfect gift would be to stop reminding me that those exist. <laughs> So I can pretend for a little bit. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're a real thing, and they're out there. Is that Twilight Zone? Yep. I should have done the X-Files. They're out there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's very similar. I used to be so scared by the X-Files theme song as a child. I'm still scared by it. It's the scariest part of the show is the opening credits. Yeah. It's... It does the best job of implanting a seed of fear in your mind and just letting it germinate. Everything after that is like a sci-fi detective story, which is cool, but I'm not I'm I'm rarely scared by the X-Files. I've never seen it. You've never seen any of the X-Files? I've only seen the theme song got spooked off. Well, you were a but a youngling at the time. Yeah. Yeah. As as twas I. <laughs> Great show though. Great show. I don't know if I would like it, but um, here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say. Please. Every year on my birthday, we should record a podcast where, uh, as a gift to me, you just recommend me shows that I should watch, and then we pick one of them and we watch one of them. Okay. Okay, I'd be into that. Um. So are we? Is that what this is? No, I'm pitching to you that we would, like, if we do this, then yeah. we'll start tomorrow, which what's, is my birthday. What's the name of the show? It's called uh, The Birthday Watch Party. That's a fucking great idea. But we would keep doing podcast versus podcast. No. Once a year, I would just give you a list of shows to watch. And that's the whole pod. That's all of our podcasts. And we watch one of them. Oh, over the course of the year. No, no, no. In that we watch like the first episode. Whoa, what the? So it's one episode a year? It's one episode a year, yes. Um, that show will not satisfy my lust for creative output. Well, you can do other shows. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You're doing this with me. Don't you? Don't you have a, a creative job? Don't I, you like yes. write for? I do write for a living. It's just it's just not enough creativity for me. You got to do more. I need something. Yes, but I write very very niche stuff in my job. Yeah. Some would say that talking dog movies <laughs> are one of the most delicate niches out there, and I need stuff that is absolutely not talking dog movies in the rest of my life to keep my sanity. 
Mm, I'm I'm hanging on by a thread here some days. So you, hold on. So that means that you would never you would never recommend me a talking dog show on this on the birthday watch party. No, never. Well, that's not true. But not it has to be like a new show that you haven't seen, right? Um, like I can't recommend you Homeward Bound. I can't re- recommend you Milo and Otis. Okay, so first of all, those are movies. Yeah. Okay. A movie I, show. Here's well. Here's what. Here's the thing. It's called a picture show, Eric. <laughs> here's it's. Here's the thing. Your gift to me would be the recommendation. So it's really up to you what you recommend. Um, it would have to be more than one thing so that we could talk about which would be better, and then mm-hmm. we would watch it. I imagine I would recommend like a list of of five solid choice things. Yeah. So what would you let's let's say let's pretend it's tomorrow and it's my birthday. Right. Um first of all say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. Um and uh what would you uh recommend? What are you <clears> five? <throat> my okay, five off the top of my head? Yeah. I will say Agretsuko. The new, surprisingly deep animated series from Netflix and the creators of Hello Kitty. Mm. You know what? I uh, I don't think it's from Netflix. Um, I've learned that if Netflix gets the like, Amer- the North American um, uh, distribution rights to something, right? They will call it a Netflix original. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Because they are providing it. When it is actually just like the the original production company. Let's find out. Original network, TBS Television. The studio, Fanworks. So Yeah, so it's not actually it's just like it's Net- just licensed by Netflix. Yeah, legally they're allowed to say it's a Netflix original. There's a lot of Japanese shows that they are allowed to call Netflix originals, even though they had nothing to do with developing them or producing them. They only distribute them. Well, you know what I say to that? What? I'm fine with it. Oh, okay. Um, so anyways, the show from Netflix and the former Hello Kitty people about the uh, about the metal karaoke yep. bear, right? Uh, it's, uh, she's a red panda. She's a red panda but and she sings. It's, it's not relevant. It's mostly about small existential problems in the workplace, especially for a woman in an, an Asian workplace, which is tends to be male-dominated. Yeah, I do think that I would like that a lot. I think you would, too. It's... It's very slowly paced yeah. and very gentle, but it's got like a bunch of very kind of strange elements to it that I think you would mm-hmm. find charming. Me and Fran I, have I been watching a say. bunch of anime recently. Oh, what anime have you been watching? Little Witch Academia. Oh, me too! Have you really? I have been. I started watching so it in LA. Good. I'm like fucking hooked on it, man. It's um so fucking fun and good it and is. great. It's got lots of great turns. Uh, tells like old stories, but twist them in a new way yeah it's what's what's interesting is that it's like um it's structured a lot like like a lot of time if it feels like they're 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 doing like i don't know how to how to say this like like an action show like there's a monster to fight right they set it up that way like i'm thinking particularly right now yeah of an of an episode where a crystal is stolen from the school by dragons yes and I've seen this episode. You yeah. think it's going to be this big battle against this this mighty magical beast, yeah. and then the whole thing is solved with conversation. Which yeah, is great. it's it's more about like oh, man, that's it's it, and a lot of things do that. Like there's one episode where they go to town and they accidentally bring to life an ancient soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, that's depressing. Um, but uh, they have to, like, he's confused because he just got brought back to life. And he's trying to find the man he hates the most. He he died without um, getting his vengeance on him. Oh, wow. But it turns out, like, as, as they follow him around and they piece together the clues and stuff, the man he's looking for is himself. He um, uh, He feels like he let down his daughter. So they find his daughter who's now an old woman wow and he gets closure that way like it's like really fucking cool similar to the plot of coco uh i haven't seen that you so you just spoiled coco for me i spoiled nothing you'll be fine okay go watch coco it's a great movie it's very very cool okay i i would recommend if you like little witch academia you're gonna love coco is that your other record is that the next one you know what coco's my other recommendation okay um and here's a recommendation i haven't seen but based on like the six episodes of little witch academia i've seen i now want to see hero academia as well oh is it affiliated uh, it's I think what Little Witch is a spinoff of, or it's at least the exact same sort of idea. It's a school for superheroes. Oh, uh, I see. And the main kid who goes there doesn't have any powers. Yeah. But he's got the spirit. So it's the exact same sort of setup. Yeah. As Little Witch Academy. I don't think it's um a spinoff, but I think it's pro- it must be like a a play on it or or like a if I had to guess referencing it. I would assume that it's an attempt to make the same story work for the different gendered audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, maybe I should check out Hero Academia then. Did well, you watch the uh the two shorts that were made before the TV show of Little Witch Academia? No, I did not. Um, there's two, there's a, it was first at like a half hour short and then there was an hour long short. Yeah. That was a sequel to the half hour short. Oh, that's cool. And it was rebooted for the TV show. So you're not actually like missing anything. Right. But, um, uh, they're also both very good. Okay. The the hour long one is especially very good. The, one of the shorts is an hour long. That's a feature. That's a feature length film. It's, well, it's 55 minutes. That's still a feature length. Once you hit 45, you're at a feature length. Oh. Okay, so yeah. they have a short and a feature-length film. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'd call it a short feature, <laughs> just to, just to keep arguing. Basically, you love the, you love it, don't you? I love it so much. I just thrive on it. What else we got? What else we got? What else could I recommend you? I haven't been watching a lot of stuff lately. I have to admit, mm. um, I just feel like I haven't had any time. Mostly, I've just been reading. Um, a good show for Eric to watch. You don't have to do five. Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, Fran has been rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine, just like the stuff that's on Netflix. So I've been catching the old episodes. I yep. was like, oh man, this is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. maybe that's something we could be. We should set. I'll make this a special pitch. Yeah. Because it's going to be switching networks. I want us to watch and see and compare to the last season and see exactly how much it's changed. Sort of like with the Mindy Project or Community when they moved to do new platforms. Because they kind of fell apart. Scrubs did that too. Scrubs, same thing. How did Scrubs do with the transition? Admittedly, also, Community falling apart had probably had more to do with Dan Harmon (laughs) than with anything else. But uh, I don't know. Still okay. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Scrubs only had, I think it only had two seasons. Like... And only one of them was like the they did like the final season when they did their new network. They mm-hmm. went from NBC to something else, probably Fox or something. Because they had what seven seasons? They had seven on NBC, and then they did a eighth season on the new network, and yeah. then they did, and the eighth season was the end. And then they're like, eh, "Let's do one more," 
and and it's terrible <laughs> um but there yeah it's like the whole ninth season is like we need to wrap up all these storylines that uh that were already wrapped up in the final episode of season eight um I should, I should watch that show again. I feel like I really liked it before. I'm not putting that on the list. I don't really care about Scrubs. Even though I should. It's Phil Lord. It's Chris Miller. I should. I just don't. It's not Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I thought Phil Lord and Chris Miller wrote a bunch of the episodes. Uh, They may have written a bunch of episodes. It's... What's that guy's name? I can't remember. Bill Lawrence is the creator and head uh, head writer, I think. Right. Is his name Bill Lawrence? I think so. I know the Phil Lord and Chris Miller... Um. Like Bill Lawrence was part of Clone High. Yes. Um. Did he create it or did they create it? I thought they created it. That's where I first discovered them when I was a kid. When I was a kid in high school, I know that they were. Maybe he was like a producer or something. So I know that Bill Lawrence has some sort of connection with Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um. I mean, they were probably writers on Scrubs. I'm I'm looking right now. Because yeah. we've had this conversation before. God damn it. Somebody, I feel like such a chump right now. Why is that? Well, because I was so sure that they had written on Scrubs or directed episodes. Maybe they didn't. Well, maybe they did, but they're just not like, like uh, I don't know, like, like lead creatives on it. I don't think so. It looks like they didn't at all. It, it, I'm not seeing any mention of it here. Right. Uh, I'm going to keep. Gonna keep looking. Well, if you're looking at their thing, like it looks kind of like cloudy, like Clone High. Yes, uh, Caroline in the city, Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane. <laughs> like a lot, a lot of stuff that nobody cares about. Uh, yeah, like like stuff that I don't even. I remember Caroline in the city. I don't remember Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane at all. Yeah. I'm assuming that was like a, like that's. Their first couple years, then they get Clone High, two thousand two, two thousand three, which is of course dropped due to the part in part to the riots in India over the portrayal of a Gandhi's character. Even though it's not Gandhi, it's a clone of Gandhi. It's a totally different person. I don't see why you'd be upset. Uh, and then kind of like mixed mixed stuff, because really cloudy with a chance of meatballs is like their breakout movie. That's yeah. their first feature together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Scrubs does have kind of a, a, a feel to it like like them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to find that, like, they wrote episodes for it. It it does, like, it doesn't have, um... Uh, it's got a very irreverent style of humor. The jokes move very quickly. Yeah. Still some heart to it. Like, the characters are... are they're not... St- stock characters but they often play into stock tropes and are a little over the top yeah well they they do that and they also like they you know they um deconstruct those sitcom tropes nope not a single writing credit on scrubs wild uh, this is crazy because this bugs me um (laughs) this is me bugging me yeah because on a previous episode scrubs came up and I feel like someone had told me that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, or I read an article that said that they yeah. worked on it. And I was like, whoa, these guys helped make Scrubs? And I probably <laughs> spent a whole episode just raving about how exciting that was <laughs> and how I had to go now watch Scrubs because I had n- didn't know they were attached to it. Ah, oh, this bugs me. This bugs the heck out of me. Nope. Not directing? 
not writing. <laughs> maybe I was. Maybe it was someone else. I don't know. Maybe they pe- appeared in cameos. <sighs> no, they definitely didn't. They definitely didn't. They are not actors. They usually get like. They, that's a funny thing. It looks like Phil Lord, especially, started out as an actor. He's got a run of different episodes on these are recurring on Caroline in the City. Mm. And then I guess he found his true calling. Yeah. Popping in. Popping into scenes. Yeah. It's, imagine if that was your true calling to be a guy who does cameos. Wow. <laughs> you know what, though? That wouldn't be bad. If as long as you had a real source of income and creative out, output. You know what I mean? No, well, like, I'm saying like that is your creative output. That's the thing. Not just the thing that you're best at that you'll make the most money doing. No, that's that's like that's the thing. Like you think about like I'm going to be a cameo guy. Just thinking about it like what can I do in the cameo sphere? Right. What what can I bring to the cameo table? It's like if you were Sully. Captain Sully. Yeah, I was thinking and of you, Sully. I was I was literally actually, thinking of Sully, yeah. Someone famous enough but normal enough. Like they're not an actor. They don't want to be an actor. Yeah. They just want to pop up as themselves in things. Like yeah. a news anchor or something. Like Matt Lauer before Matt Lauer was revealed to be a huge fucking creep. Um, Conan plays himself as ca- Conan does cameos. But Conan's also... <sighs> like, that's not actor? his thing. It's not his thing. Actor? Well, does he, he act acts as, as He well. acts as well, but he's so recognizable as Conan O'Brien. Yeah. I feel like you can't cast him easily as anyone but himself uh, uh yeah well i mean that's why i'm just i'm just saying like i'm just trying to think of like you know cameos people who do lots of cameos <laughs> like uh sully sullenberger like sully yeah i wonder if he has the record for most cameos um hmm i could easily look up who has the most cameos most cameos not by an actor just by a person <laughs> just by a person i would include i would include actor i would be fine with having actor as well i want to know who the real life people well here's the problem there is no clear list of just how many people like there's no list of how many times elon musk has appeared we'll have to do it then that's that's bringing me to my podcast okay it's called cameo cast and it's just us going through, and each episode's devoted to a different person. And we're each episode, we're updating a gigantic public spreadsheet showing which people have appeared. Where, not a spreadsheet. That's a stupid way of organizing this data. Um, I don't know. A wiki, maybe? Yeah, probably a wiki. With yeah. like an ongoing a spreadsheet of just total appearances. Yeah. So like Elon Musk was in Iron Man 2. And so on the Elon Musk page, you have a list of his appearances as Elon Musk. Not as an actor. Yes. If he if he gets a named character, it is no longer a cameo. Yeah, that's correct. Do you consider that? Well, I I know that... Um... Should we give someone like Elon Musk, who's not an actor, a pass? If he gets like named Jim, he's the coffee guy. You know what I and just realized? And the joke realized? is that he looks like Elon Musk. Stan Lee probably has the most cameos. But he's rarely playing himself. Okay, so those don't count. Those do count, though, because he's so recognizable. Everyone is in on the fact that it's a cameo by Stan Lee. Well, then they then just hide I, him as character. I think in the podcast, we would have to talk about that. We would have to say, like, for each cameo, say, okay, is this a cameo or is this a bit part? I'm going to say cameo and bit part, we don't differentiate. 
Okay. All that is needed is you have to be featured. You don't even need necessarily a line, but like say someone's at a party scene and they make like some offhand rude comment about a, a famous person. Yeah. Like they're like the oh, Undertaker, uh, the wrestler, the Undertaker. Oh man, I, the the Undertaker, worst wrestler on on WWF, and then he walks away from the table and the Undertaker's there and he gives like a sad look to the camera. Yeah. That's a, that's a cameo, even though he doesn't have a line. He's a featured actor. Yeah. Great. We agree. The Undertaker. By the way, Undertaker, we know you listen. You're great. You're great. You're mm. great on wrestling. That We'd use you as an example just off the top of our heads. But when we say you're like, that's just for, for argument's sake. That's nothing to do with you, man. You keep, um, keep on doing you. Yeah, I think it'd be an interesting podcast. I actually think that would be a fascinating podcast. You think my podcast pitch is interesting? Yeah. Holy cow. I think, well, that settles it. It's time to vote. It's time to vote. Why don't you go ahead? I will be voting for Cameo Cast, my idea. I'm going to vote for my podcast. Because I'm in the in the festive spirit of my birthday. It's coming up. It's tomorrow. The fuck? The fuck are you talking about, Eric? I just think it'd be good to like, it'd be what like really fun to like. What are you talking about, Talk Eric? about different shows that you want to recommend to me. And then you we said, watch you said it. my idea was interesting today. It was interesting, yeah. That's I think... something that doesn't exist on the internet we could make that people would be very interested in. This is something we could put out there that people might actually care about. Hmm. This would be a public service. And hmm. you know I'm all about public service. I know that you are. I do think that it just would be more fun to do mine. The only service I value more than a public one is a pubic one. Oh, a pubic service. Well, anyways, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. Good, good. <laughs> uh, tune in tomorrow for Eric's big birthday bash. No, I won't. It, we tomorrow's Saturday, so we're not going to re- release an episode. Oh, but tune in on Monday and I'll tell you all about how my birthday was for Eric's big birthday bash. That's follow up cast. Um, and thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Have a nice night.